discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Father, have your way in our midst this morning. May you speak to us through your word. Father, may we see the light. May somebody catch a revelation that will transform our lives. We bless you, O oh God. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want to talk to you about being led by the Spirit of God. Being led by the Spirit of God. But I want to share a very personal testimony with you. A few years back, I was living a certain life. I was living my own life. You know, people say that life begins at 40. But I believe that life begins when you find Christ. So before you find Christ, you are living your own life. So I was living my own life, minding my own business. And one day, out of nowhere, the Spirit of the Lord led me to an all-night service. I live very close to Awoshi Junction. So my brother used to go to Victory Bible Church. And he told me they had an all-night. So I decided, ah, let's go. I went there and God took over. I, have an, I had an experience with him. And my brother is Pastor Chris. I'm, I'm, I think he's been here a few times. And later on he was sharing with me that when he saw me walk up to the altar, he knew that his brother had changed. <laughs> Hallelujah. And after that, the Lord began to show me things. In fact, he made me understand that I had gone through wasted years, but he was restoring me and restoring certain things in my life. And I began to see things in the realms of the spirit. But one thing that hit me was one day, the Lord showed me in a vision that I was at Kutuka and I was traveling. But interestingly, I had a document or a form. And on that form, they had written church branch. So on that form, I had to put the branch that I worship. But interestingly, it was, it was still Victory Bible Church, but it wasn't the headquarters. I live a walking distance from the headquarters. But it was a different branch elsewhere. And that was the name of the branch that was on the form. So out of wisdom, I followed the instruction of the Holy Spirit. And I went to, I started going to this branch. I had to take, I think sometimes two cars to get there. But you see, if you obey the instructions of the Lord, there's always a reward. So rather than walking to church, now I started taking two trotros 
Yeah, it was powerful. Two truck drops to church. And sometimes we we'll go to church and that rain. We are meeting a school and we're keeping the speakers in somebody's house. So when you get to church and it has rained, the, the water takes over half of the classroom. So we have to sweep. Sweep. The water is taking over. So you have to sweep, arrange the chairs, go and carry speakers, come and put them down and have church. And after church, we have to take them back. But I did that faithfully. In fact, there were days we used to go to the area almost every day to go and evangelize. I remember the place is a little hilly. It's around before you get to West Hills Mall. So one day I was working up with uh, an evangelist friend of mine. We were going house to house trying to get people to come to church. And I walked up. I think I was fasting that day and I walked up this hill almost to one member's house. This member was playing games once more. So we had to be chasing him down. Bishop, I walked, I was tired. We walked up this hill, just, to, just at the point of making the left turn to the member's house, the Holy Spirit said, don't go. I said, oh, why did you let me walk all the way up this hill? So I turned around, and right when I started descending, I met the guy we were going to go visit. Because the guy was also going down the hill, but had taken another route. So if I had not heeded to the voice of God, I would have gone to the house and missed the guy. So I descended down. I met him. And we spoke to him. He was playing to me. I mean, we had to chase this guy down. And we, I did this for, I was in that branch for about five years. And finally the Lord opened the door for me to travel. The first time the door opened, some people sabotaged us. So the first time I was going to go to the U.S. with a regular visitor's visa, which means that if I don't come back, I need to find a way to get documents to, to become a permanent resident. And some people choker and blocker us. The next year, then another door was opened. This time I was going to the United States as a resident permit person and so in 2009 I found myself in the United States of America with my green card and everything I'm sharing this story with you to let you understand that sometimes God will move you but he moves you for a reason sometimes he will take you out of your comfort zone sometimes to try you and see if you will heed to his voice. A lot of times, we, we, we get too comfortable to the point where even when God wants to change certain things around us, we are telling him, no God, I don't want that. I like this place. You know, this branch has screens and everything. Hey, why would you take me to a branch where we'll be meeting in the classroom? But that is where the work is. If you are faithful, to God, he will open doors to you. And by that obedience, I found myself in the United States. When I first became born again, I came into contact with Prophet Adam. And what caught my attention was the fact that we're talking and he said God had told him something that morning. 
I said, whoa, God speaks to a man. For me, that was revelation in the sense that it is evidence to me that God lives. It's not just by head knowledge. It's evident to me God lives. And I desire that gift too. So I started asking him questions. And gradually, the Lord began to avail himself to me. So, Prophet Adam is somebody that I hold in high esteem. Somebody that I don't joke with. And somebody that who has helped me become who I am. Amen. 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 And he's, he's introduced me to the likes of Bishop here and a few other people. Through him, I met Dr. George. We were together a few weeks or months ago. Yeah. We met Dr. George, such an amazing teacher of the word. Yeah. He's. he's To say that he's, he's deep is probably an understatement. I think that he understands the word of God and finds ways to teach it. Hallelujah. Do we have the, uh, the Passion Translation? All right. Wonderful. Let's look at Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Now I'll share this testimony to lead you to my message. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Like I said, I'm talking about being led. It says that the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. By what? The impulses of the Holy Spirit. The mature children of God. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are called what? Sons of God. It means that, you see, David said that we are, we are born in sin. At some point you will meet God. At some point, by the conviction of the Holy Spirit, you become born again. Now, when you become born again, a lot of things are shifted in your life. Spiritually, a lot of things begin to change. But the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's a gentle spirit. So he takes his time to bring change. Now, when the Holy Spirit comes in your life, he creates a new environment in you. You see, in the days of slavery when the Europeans came to Africa they built castles they developed roads you know what they were doing they were creating a replica of their environment in this land it's very evident when you go to South Africa you will see what their for lack of a better term the white man built and after they left we can see what our kind is building. But watch this. When the Holy Spirit comes, He will create a new environment. When He comes, sometimes He has to sweep certain things out of your life. I used to sag a lot. But these days, Otofesta. You know, I went to a wonderful school called Accra Academy. Yeah. A very wonderful, the best school in Ghana. When you have the microphone, you can talk about your school. But you know what? We were champions in those days. But today, also by the grace of God, most of the really bad boys have become pastors. Yeah. 
If I last summer I preached in one of them's church, he pastors an ICGC church. And whilst we were talking, I said, hey, my brother, we didn't, we were ignorant. We thought we were enjoying life, but today we are enjoying life. Because when the Holy Spirit comes in your life, he will get rid of the chaff. He will say, Sagen and fashion, bro. So you know what? You pull it up. So gradually. Some people, their sagging is at their knee. But gradually, gradually, it will be coming up. It will be coming up. Now you begin to, he will shape you so you look like a human being. He will shape you gradually from the knee. You keep coming up. Now you begin to look like a gentleman. Because God has to prepare you in order to present you to the world. He will not just present anybody anyhow. So when he comes in your life, he begins to shape you. You move things around. This thing you're doing, stop. Now I need you to spend time with me. I need you to fellowship with me. I need you to read the word. I need you to spend time fasting and praying. Because you are coming from darkness and you will be put into light. That light must glow. That light must shine. But it cannot happen without the help of the Holy Spirit. So you must know how to be led. Not just hearing his voice from time to time. But really, really being led. You see, there's a difference between following and being led. There's a di- and, and even in leading, there are people who, there are those in following, there are people who are following very closely. And there are those who are following from afar. But you must learn how to follow the Holy Spirit very closely. So that you can be called his friend. It's a level of relationship. Hallelujah. John 16, 13. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak his own message, but only what he hears from the Father. And he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. It means that the Holy Spirit will guide you. Hallelujah. One of the benefits of being led is that it means that you are being yielded to the Spirit of God. Being led means that you are yielding your will to another authority and usually a higher authority. So I started by saying that I was living my own life. Even in that, I was being led by something. Are you with me? Whether you are in sin or you are following Christ, you are always being led by something. There's something that motivates you. There's something that that keeps you going. There's something that is leading you. Hallelujah. You see, when you are in sin, you start getting ideas. Go and do this. Go and chase after women. Go and try this. Try this alcohol. But when we become Christians, we struggle to hear the voice of God. But the same way the enemy spoke to you, it's the same way God is sometimes speaking to you. Don't wait to hear the thunder. I am the Lord God Almighty. Thou shalt not go to this party. That is not the flow. Sometimes he will speak to you very quietly. And sometimes it will come like an idea. But if you keep listening, that idea will now develop to the audible voice of God. Are you with me? So he says he will reveal to what? Prophetically what is to come. 
So he will start showing you, do this, don't go here, don't go to this party. I used to have a lot of friends. These days I don't. In fact, these days if you are not a pastor, you are not really my friend. I don't mean I don't talk to unbelievers or no, I do. In fact, we chase after them. But what I'm saying that there are people you spend quality time with. There are people you talk to them, and even in conversation, you are learning from them. Are you with me? Yeah. Like I said, being being led. So one of the things is that you have yielded your will to another authority, be it good or bad. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Jesus said, not my will. Luke twenty-two forty-two. Father, if you are willing, take this cup of agony away from me. But no matter what, your will must be done. So if Jesus, the Ogunana himself, succumbed to the will of the Father in order to do ministry and live his life, we, we ought to understand that we, we are no different. We are no different. That Jesus had to yield. That Father, not my will. Because Jesus understood what he was getting ready to go into. He understood. A few years back, I was in deep worship. And the Lord showed me in a vision the hand of Jesus. And whilst I was looking at it, I saw the nail being placed in his palm. And when I and then I saw the nail being struck. And just that agony, the, the, what I saw, in fact, it bothered me for a very long time. I came out of that vision fearful made me realize that Christ paid a high price so I can't just be a Christian and live my life anyhow tomorrow I go to a party the next day I'm in a nightclub Sunday I wash my face and come to church who are you kidding when somebody laid down his life for you I keep telling the church some of us will not even die for our own selves. We will say, hey, what if I don't come back? But we will not die for ourselves. So if Christ died for you, you ought to learn to give it all to him. When you are not you, that it means you don't trust him. A lot of people say with their mouth, oh God, we trust God. But in their heart, we don't trust him. We don't trust him. God says, take all the money in your pocket and sow it as a seed. That one will begin to bind. We'll begin to say, oh God, eh, I'm not sure this is your voice. Because this one, it wasn't audible. It was an idea. But if that same idea said that at the end of service, I've instructed somebody to give you a total Land Cruiser. That one, God will not even ask us for offering. We'll give an offering. Because what? It sounds good to us. You see, the leading of the Spirit will not always be good. I mean, it's good in purpose, in totality, but it will not always sound good to us. Sometimes he will say something, you're thinking, how can this be possible? 
Because of where I'm coming from, I, I never imagined that at some point in my life I'll become a United States citizen. I never imagined. I don't think my father ever thought that he would have, he would have grandchildren who are U.S. citizens. As for Accra, there is normal. We'll be working in Accra now. From time to time, maybe we'll go to Kumasi small, we'll go to Takade small, we'll go to the North small. That one, it wouldn't have been a, a surprise to him. But sometimes my father looks at me and quietly I can tell he's just, he's just amazed. Because me, myself, I'm surprised I'm a pastor. It's a shock. A very big shock. Oh yeah. Because there were times in my, in my life I knew I just I, I was just 100% sure that I was dying. Because of the life I lived. We used to leave school. Go somewhere. I won't say it. We'd go all night and come back to school at 6 a.m. One day, by the time I hit my dormitory bed, I heard the morning news on JFM. I said, hey, ratty. Abrabo Beni. Mercy, Lord. 6 a.m., Bishop. We are run from school to go and chill. But these days, I realized that, oh, those were wasted years. Because if I had focused on Christ, I'm sure I would have gone far by now. But God is still merciful. Even in our sin, he still finds a way to draw our attention to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright, let me stay with my message. <laughs> I, I, I believe you are, you, are, you are hearing something. Hallelujah. Alright. Matthew 4 verse 1. Matthew 4 verse 1. Afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the lonely wilderness. This is a man who led many people. He had disciples. He had people that followed him from place to place. But the Bible is saying that the Holy Spirit did what? He led him. But he didn't lead him into a comfortable place. He led him to a lonely wilderness to be tempted. Hallelujah. But Jesus had to yield. You know why? Sometimes out of the pain will come the purpose of God. And through Jesus' yielding, Christ is now multiplied in us. We are seated here as representatives of Christ. If he had not died, he would have been one. But when he died, he said, except a corn falls to the ground, it abides what? Alone. But when it dies and comes back, it becomes what? And this is the manifestation of Jesus' yielding and obedience. That Christ will be multiplied. Other than that, we have no business holding the microphone. It is grace that has found us. There are some people who grew up very righteous. Very righteous. They didn't steal, they didn't womanize, they didn't do anything. They were very holy. Like the young man met Jesus and told him, I have obeyed the law. Every part of it. I'm a very righteous man. In my own self. Self-righteousness. So some of us have no business holding the microphone because of where we've been. 
But sometimes God allows you so that the day you hold the microphone, it will keep you humble. It will make you understand that you didn't deserve it. But he allowed it anyways. David was not in the line of kinship. David did not deserve the kinship. Even in Ghana, if we are picking a king or a chief, we look at the family background. Has he been to school? How is his family like? Are the parents together? David was the last born. He was a caretaker of the sheep. But when God rejected, you see, Saul, Saul was the people's choice. Because the people had gone to God saying that, give us a king like the other nations. So be careful what you wish for. You must be led even in wishing. So Saul was the people's choice. So God gave them Saul because they were asking for it. But David was God's own choice. So Saul ascended the throne. To him, he has someone. He can do whatever he wants. He started disobeying someone. And God rejected him. Didn't, God didn't reject him once. He rejected him more than once. He disobeyed God more than once. And watch this. Once God let Saul go, he brought in his own choice. And this is a man who ruled God's people righteously. David had a secret. He knew things some of us still don't know. He knew to honor the man of God. He knew how to serve God. If I was David and I'm playing the, the instruments for, for Saul and he throws a javelin, it's finished. Because next day, even when the spirit is leading God, let the guy just die. Just kill him. The guy wants to kill me. I'm playing the instruments for him to receive his healing. And he has the guts to throw a spear. I say, so, you eh, just die. It's okay. Some of us have people in our lives like that. Sometimes we see them and we are thinking, God, how I wish. How I wish. This one must die tomorrow. Hallelujah. Being led means that you are following. Sometimes following very closely or following from afar. You see, in three there's something they say that that is following very closely that is saying that I am smaller and he's bigger you see I don't have a vision my vision is through Christ because Christ is in front of me I'm following him I'm following the Holy Spirit so if I'm standing here this object is in front of me it's ahead of me so if I move this object, I'm moving with it. Are you following? Watch this. I know there are many entrances to this place. So if you are standing behind me, I can say, let's go out. Sometimes God will give you a simple instruction. Go out of the building. But he's not telling you whether to use this exit, that or that other one. But God knows exactly which one he wants you to take. Because per adventure, there are scorpions here. Peradventure, the enemy has set a trap here. 
So sometimes when God says, go out of the building, ask him, which, way, which route do you want me to take? Which direction do you want me to go? Because I will follow him. But I'm not just following him like being here and the screen back there. I want to follow him closely so that I can know him. The Bible says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. You can't know him from afar. You can't know him by just looking at the Bible once a year. 31st night, the church is packed because we want to enter the new year with God. But when you don't have a relationship with him, you only visit him. There's one prayer I don't allow our church to pray. Let's invite the Holy Spirit. He, last week Sunday, he was here. He didn't leave. He didn't come to visit us. This is his house. When you go to your father's house, are you, are you inviting your father to his own house? When father comes back from work, you don't say, you're invited. Say, you are welcome. Why? Because I believe that this is his house. He dwells in this place. So learn how to be led. Follow and follow very well. Follow very well, Lord. And it will bless you. I remember one time I went to the store. I was new in the United States. I went to a store to go buy a TV. And those times they had a flash screen TV with a DVD slot at the top of it. So I felt it's two in one. I was buying this and the Spirit of God told me, don't buy it. But I looked and said, ah, this one is champion device. It's two in one. I've solved two problems. So I disobeyed God. I bought the TV. I took it home. Ah, one day, two days. By the third day, when I turn on the TV, I see a green screen. I said, hey! Green screen, oh, Bishop. I looked at her. In fact, I was so shy. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I carried the TV and took it back. And picked up a new one. And that new one worked perfectly. With no issues. You see, sometimes we are following him, but we decide that we, we decide what to allow God to instruct us on. So, if I need a visa, that one, I need God. But if I'm going to school, school, they need the same. So, the way out of ignorance, these people say every religion is the same. It's not true. You see a Muslim say, ah, say, yeah, so You and who? Hallelujah. Follow well. In every matter. Sometimes I can wake up, I'll say, I'm not too sure what to wear. I will then spend a second, the Holy Spirit will drop in my spirit what he wants me to wear to church. Bishop, one day I had an interview. Eh? That day I was convinced that I spoke nonsense in the interview. But before I started in the interview, I said, Holy Spirit, take over. If you want me to have this job, you do it. Even in getting a job, maybe in Ghana it's slightly different because most people don't work on weekends. But where we are coming from, most jobs are 24-7. Most jobs, 24-7. Because in America, we are always spending money. Whilst you are sleeping, somebody is making money. 
So I went for this interview. I was convinced I didn't say any sensible thing. Not I didn't say, but the questions they asked me, eh, there are times they can ask me a question and eh, I just talk, ah. That's when I'm going for it, I'll pray. And when I sit down, the answers the Holy Spirit will give me, eh. Hey, one time I rapped the people laugh. <laughs> By the time I was done with the interview, within about 10 minutes, they called me. They called the recruiter. I told the recruiter, I want to hire him. So the recruiter called me and said, Ah, the interview was supposed to be 30 minutes. I only did this interview for 15 minutes. So the recruiter said, Ah, are you sure? like what did they ask you? Because 15 minutes is abnormal for that kind of interview. This is one of the, the biggest companies in the US. That I work for. And, and so they called the recruiter and said, want to hire him. So the recruiter called me and said, ah, the people say they want to hire you, but what, what happened during the interview? I just said, me, myself, I don't know. <laughs> me, myself, I don't know. Because guess what? The Holy Spirit was leading me in that job interview. Look, your destiny can change. In a split second. If God wants you to go to Legon and you say you want to follow your friends and go to UCC, you will waste the years there because you've gone out of God's plan. You will finish with a degree. Both people will finish with degrees, but this one may not achieve what God wants them to achieve. Yeah. If you don't follow well, Sometimes we are, we, are, we are so quick to follow friends and forget about the Holy Spirit. In fact, some of us are too loyal to our friends. We are, we, are, we are more loyal to our friends than to God. So people can travel for funerals. They can move from Accra to the north for a funeral. They will fly from here to South Africa for a wedding. But if you tell them to take time off and come sit down in camp meeting, hey! Bishop, every day we are in church. And Bishop will not close early. Bishop, but check the door. You know, after preach, after 30 minutes, we should be wrapping up. You know, then they bring in signs. The human span of attention is about 30 minutes. But in church, it's not the human span of attention, it's the spirit span of attention. It's an abnormal environment. This is the environment of God. This is Eden. This is the presence of God. Next thing, I'm not coming to church. Pastor brought a certain pastor. And he was saying some things I don't like. Come to church. Where else do you want to go? Here is free entrance. Night club, you pay. Beer bar, you pay. Everywhere you pay. But church will say, huh, I'm tired. I need to sleep. I have to go to work. Go to where? The job you are chasing after. One day they will fire you. One day they will tell you that the company is not profitable anymore. So we are closing down. Where will you go? Where will you go? 
If you don't follow well, you will make mistakes in life. If you don't follow well, you'll be following friends. Ah, everybody's going to Legon. I'm going to Legon. Everybody's going to Accra Academy. I'm going to Accra Academy. That's Accra Academy is the leader of the spirit. <laughs> oh yeah. Everybody's doing this hairstyle. I want to do this hairstyle too. Who are you following? A Christian and all your friends are heathens. We should start suspecting you. Yeah. You see them, they will gather. This is the pastors are chopping church money. And you to be a church member. And you join the conversation. Who is leading you? You see, Jesus was accused of having friends with heathens. But you see, for Jesus, he was transforming those people. Life is a transaction. Everything you do is a transaction. As we are seated here, you are exchanging your man time for spirit life. As we are seated here, you could be home watching soccer or sleeping, but you are here spending time in the presence of the Lord, which is even more rewarding than Manchester United. Because you said this is my football club. You don't even have one stock in there. You say it's your football club. Bishop, they don't know you. You've taken a Tail World Cup. You've got your jersey, but you know wear church t-shirts. I want to come back again, please. Look, you are, you are, you've bought their jersey. Me, I'm Real Madrid. Me, I'm Chelsea. Me, I'm this. Tell them I am a child of God. Seriously, I used to watch a lot of sports. In fact, for about almost two years now, I don't remember the last time I sat down to watch a game from start to end. Sometimes I'll be working and my iPad is next to me. And really what I'm doing is just checking the score. But I'm not really, really paying attention to it. And you exchange your precious life. The one Jesus paid a price for. For Manchester City. Yeah. It's a transaction. What are you exchanging your life for? But I'd rather spend time with God. So I'll exchange my time with God's time. You go and watch Hearts and Kotoko. After the game, the players will get paid. You, you still have to buy fuel in your car and drive home. They, they don't have welfare. Church, we have welfare. Oh yeah. When you are sick, the soccer team will not come to your hospital. When you are sick, you call, call, call Cristiano Ronaldo to pray for you. Are, are you watching this? Learn to be led, though. They should get to a place where you turn on the TV and go to say, turn it off. Look, let me tell you, I've got it to a place where even movies, I don't just watch movies. If I, I can watch the movie, I'll catch a revelation in the movie. Yeah. You watch a movie and as you're watching, certain things will happen. 
and the, the spirit of the Lord will tell you, you see, this is how life is. This is what happens when you do certain things. This is what happens when you disobey God. This is what happens when you disobey your parents. This is what happens when you dishonor the people that God has put in your life. Everybody is a channel. But to where you don't know. Everybody you come in contact with is a channel. Don't take life for granted though. Sometimes somebody can accuse me. I was doing this and you didn't come. You don't know why I didn't show up. I should come to your party to come and eat your love and drink Fanta. And no, no, no. Just that. You is okay. I didn't come, I'm sorry. Because the things you have to deal with as a pastor, some days by, by Sunday, you're exhausted. But you still have to find a way to stand before God's people. Because this is our life. This is our life. Oh. One day God is going to ask you, what did you do with the time I gave you? Even the devil has time. God, look, God stripped him of everything and gave him time. So what are you doing with your time? Did you see Jesus going to a funeral? He didn't go to funerals. The party he went to, he made an impact there. He didn't go there to dance as on to. Bishop, can you imagine? Jesus will go and sit there and be dancing with them. Be listening to all sorts of songs. Jesus, I don't know what is on top here, but something, some song be on top by all means. And Jesus will be dancing with them. And then the next day he, he says, come and hear the word of the Lord. Do you think they will respect him? You cannot mix Coke and vodka and tell me that it's the same liquid, so it's water. Liquid, yes, they are both liquid, but the content is not the same. Sometimes look at your friends, though. You must get to a place where people will just call you and say, I don't even know why I want to tell you this issue. They don't know why, but in reality, they've seen a light. Because we are the light of the world. Let your light so shine. Some of us, when we leave church, we cover the light. We find a very thick blanket and we cover the light. Because we are ashamed of the gospel. We don't want anybody to know we go to love economy. We don't want anybody to know. Your job, guy, they don't know whether you're a Muslim, you're an atheist. They don't know because you are part of every and any kind of conversation. You must be led where there are certain conversations. Look, well, some, you must be at a place with God where when somebody comes in your presence, even at work, and they want to say something, they'll say, Oh, Papa, you're a soft mean to me, casting your arm. And walk away. You must carry presence. Other than that, anybody can say anything in your face. I'm sure at this point it's very obvious I came in an aircraft or a plane. 
These days, you're in fast ship with you. But you see, when the aircraft takes off, it doesn't know where it's going without the help of two things. Number one, the tower. Number two, the instrument or the GPS on that machine. The Holy Spirit is your tower and your GPS. As a Christian, without him, you get lost. The aircraft is a wonderful machine. When it takes off, it flies at what? 580 something miles per hour. Very fast. But speed without direction is a waste of time. So without the help of the tower, the aircraft might think that it's going to Takrade from Accra, but will end up in Abidjan. Why? Because it lost touch with the tower. Who is leading you? Who or what motivates you? What, motiv- what keeps you going? So to be a Christian and think that you can do it without the Holy Spirit, you're wrong. You can never do it without him. Hallelujah. Look, the Holy Spirit has foreknowledge. Because Jesus said when he comes, he will teach you in all things. He knows all things. That's why I said he's your tower. Which means that he's up and above. Although he's resident inside of you. Although you are a vessel. Although he's inhabited your spirit. He's still at a place where he can guide and lead you. In Proverbs chapter 20 verse 7 talks about the fact that the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord searching all the inner depths of his heart. Proverbs 20 27 The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. It lights up. So in Genesis, God said, let there be light. And God illuminated the world with his light. Hmm. You see, you can be confronted with issues. You may be confronted with making a very difficult decision. You need the Holy Spirit. Sometimes for where your kids go to school, you need the Holy Spirit. Bishop, a few years ago, I think this happened uh, two, three years ago. My wife and I came to Ghana. And by wisdom, before we leave, we always go to prophet. Spend some time with him. And then he'll pray with us. Let me tell you something. I, I am a little older than prophet but I still submit to him some Africans all they can boast of is I'm older than you but in the spirit it's not about age spirit age 
and world age are not the same. So I go and I kneel. We kneel in front of him. And he prays with us. And he gave us a word and said something about one of my kids' teachers. When we went back to the U.S., within, I think, a week, it manifested. And we moved our child from that school to another school. Don't say everybody's going to Alpha Beta. I'm taking my child there. Everybody, this is the, this is the, the school that has come on top. School now, Barcelona. It's this one. Do you know what the teachers carry? The person who teaches your children are shaping them for something. Anybody giving you information is shaping you to an extent. So be careful the information you absorb and allow your kids to also absorb. So who your, teaches your kids is very important. Sometimes pray for the teachers. In America, they are the ones turning people into atheists. Because in America, the Ivy League schools were built by churches. And today, when you go there, they will tell you there's no God. Because we believe in the Babylonian system. Everything is self-effort. Go to school, learn hard, get a good job, marry, have kids. That is life. It means you are fulfilled. No. Without Christ, you can be anybody you want to be. But you are still never fulfilled. A dying man is praying for time. So Steve Jobs, with all the money he has, at the point of death, he wished he could have exchanged it for something. Yeah. Sometimes I don't like going to hospitals. I remember one time we had to go pray for an uncle of my wife. I stood there and wept. And this is somebody who was very active. This is somebody who, I mean, everybody in the community knew him. But before he passed, he was stuck in one position. Making you understand that life is very frail. At the same time, life is precious. So don't live life anyhow. Look, I, I tell my wife, if for some number of days I haven't heard the voice of God, I get concerned. So I, God, is everything okay? Like, me and you, are we fine? If I've done something, I'm sorry. Because I want to stay in constant communication with the Father. Because I need him to lead me and guide me. Look, by the grace of God, we can come to Ghana any day we want. Coming here, we decided on Sunday. Last week, Sunday, a week ago, we made a financial decision, Sunday evening. And by Thursday, we were here. But even with that, I always have to seek for a confirmation before I travel. Yeah. Maybe you think it's because it's plain. Okay. Traveling even here on earth, you must seek God's approval before you move. Saul told someone, the thing, we're ready. 
we were wasting our time. You are too late. You, the thing we want to fight the people at six. You to say we should wait till eight o'clock. The battle is the Lord's. Are you the one fighting or God is fighting for you? So in order to move, I must seek God's approval. God, what are you saying? Should I go here? Should I not? What do you think? Hmm. Hallelujah. Let's look at another scripture. All right, all right. Wow, you love the word. I love this church. I love this church. Wow. Being led makes you an instrument in God's hands. He leads you and brings the best out of you. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Philippians 2 verse 17. Philippians 2 17. Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. Uh, verse 18. For the same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me. And I believe this is written by Paul. And he's talking about the fact that he's been poured out. Paul was initially called what? Saul. And he was chasing after Christians and killing them. But watch this. When he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, he became a new person. The old things have passed away. And behold, I've become new. And watch what happened. God prepared him and Saul, who became Paul, became an instrument in God's hands. And this same man, who was around by the time Jesus was around, because Saul was there when Jesus was there. And watch this. The same person who never met Jesus face to face whilst he was here, by that experience, wrote more than half of the New Testament. What were the other disciples doing? Those who worked with him, what were they doing? Some didn't write any, any book. By one experience, he had built himself to become an instrument. And you see, when you become an instrument in God's hand, he brings out the best in you. A few years back, if anybody said that Bishop would will build all these churches. I'm sure maybe he himself he would have laughed. They are still laughing. He would have said, who am I? I'm minding my business. What do you mean church? Church there, we'll go to pray. Because he had Pentecost church. Opposite his house. He was a few houses from prophet's house. Yeah. So he would have said, we stay here now. Because prophet was in the, church, the same church too. Yeah, we stay here now. Because this church business, the people don't worry you. This one will come problem. This one, hey. Uh, uh, many, many issues. Uh, you know, God, let me be a silent worshiper of God. God is not looking for secret lovers. If your beloved cannot change his status on social media to engage or marriage, he's a suspect. 
Yeah. He's a suspect. Who wants a secret lover? Like I'm married, but it's a secret. It's a secret. Yeah. I don't travel with my wife. I only travel with my secretary. Hey. I have to wipe my mouth. I'm I beg. I beg. Did I just say that? Hey, this pastor. Hey, Jesus. Hey, secret lovers. They don't want anybody to know their spouse or their girlfriends, their beloved. Oh, me. I'm just talking to somebody. You are talking. Hey. Talking drums. Become an instrument in God's hands. The best version of you will come out when you avail yourself to the Holy Spirit. When I was in high school, I was very scared. I couldn't stand before a crowd. I remember I went for one of these school, whatever it is. I was looking for a vice president position for an organization in school. And when I went for vetting, I was shaking like, like a, a, something. And that was just one classroom and I was scared. But I didn't know I could stand before people to speak. This only came out after giving my life to Christ. After availing myself. I didn't know I could do this. I'm a very quiet person. I said when we hold the microphone. Whoever thought that David could rule God's people? He was looking after the sheep. What has sheep got to do with ruling a people like Israel? Moses was a stammerer. What, 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 what makes you think that he qualified to lead three million people with all sorts of problems? Ungrateful people. Very judgmental people. Told Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, you brought us here to die. Hey, what a shock. Today you are here thinking, hey, before Akufado came, the dollar was five cents. Nanadia, you do 14. Hey. But in that, somebody's becoming a millionaire. If you are led by the spirit, eh? Prophet told some his, his people, go and buy the dollar. And those who obeyed, and at the time I think it was around seven. Those who obeyed, if you bought the dollar, if you bought ten thousand dollars at seven cities, today you can exchange it for one forty thousand Ghana. Hey! Times two. It takes the spirit to know this. It takes the spirit to invest too. Don't look at the company and say, oh, this company, MTN, oh, that's for MTN, my money will not share. Don't be mistaken. Because sometimes you could be doing it and the spirit of the Lord will say, don't do it because he has seen five years from today that the thing is coming down. He has seen five years from today. But you say, ah, look at them. They are, they are all over the place. It's yellow, 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 yellow. 
But God is saying, no, one is coming. It's white. Relax. He said, no. After five years, you say, oh, I should have listened. Be an instrument in the hands of the Lord. Other than that, you'll be making a lot of mistakes. Jeremiah 51, 19. The portion of Jacob is not like them. For he is the former of all things, and Israel is the rod of his inheritance, the Lord of hosts. Can you give me the, king, the new King James? Alright. The portion of Jacob is not like them. For he is the maker of all things, and Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Uh-huh. Verse 20. You are my battle axe and weapons of war. It means you have become an instrument in the hand of God. You see, an axe is just a piece of metal. How powerful it becomes depends on who is carrying it. Can I show you something? If I sit behind this keyboard, I will play a sound, but I will not be playing music. I'm sure if I sit behind that keyboard, some of you will get up and walk out because what will be coming out of that is not what is coming out right now. But when this gentleman sits back there, he plays music. So, what, what, what is the problem? The, the, the player or the instrument? So allow yourself be the keyboard and the drum that the Holy Spirit will sit behind and play to the world. Don't just do things anyhow. There's a reason why we have a church drama and a church keyboardist. We don't just stand at the door. Hey, who, who's coming first today? Hey, you. Hey, sit back there. Uh, uh, you, you came second. You, let's give them the lead microphone. My church service will be some way that day. Because guess what? He's been prepared. The Holy Spirit comes prepared. He comes in the fullness of his glory. So when he sits behind you, he knows how to hit the right keys. He knows how to hit the bass and the trebles. He knows how to play it loud and how to bring it down. He knows what tune to play to which group of people. John had to become an instrument. Even on the island of Patmos, he saw the heavens open. Some of us will give up and follow God. Ah, I'm in prison. Why? But even in the prison, people must see the manifestation of the power of God. Paul went to jail. Peter went to jail. They all came out of jail. And people saw the hand of God at work. As for Paul, the guard took a knife to kill himself. I said, don't make that mistake. Because if he did, they could have turned around the story and said, ah, they fought him and they killed him and they escaped. Think about it. Hmm. But allow God to use you. 
God is not in a hurry for anything. Like some people will change one day, the next day they become prophets and evangelists. No preparation. Nothing. God does not send out babies in diapers. Paul was a lawyer. A learned lawyer. But guess what? When he changed, he didn't say, I, mean, I know the law. I can preach this thing. Paul had to go for healing. He had to submit. After that, he had to go into hiding and study the word. Study to show thyself approved. You don't just do things anyhow. You wait upon the Lord. God, what, what do you want us to do today? By the time you wake up, eh, you already have your plan. From 6 to, to, to 8, I'm doing here. From 8 to 10, I have this one to do. Would they know? I pack it. There's no God in there. And then in the evening, we lay on the bed and say, God, Abby, you know that. Yeah, there's a child whose mother told him to, 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 to pray every, every night. One day he got smart. He just wrote down the prayer and pasted it on the wall. So when he gets to his bed, he says, God, I didn't know I never no. Just read that thing now and let's go. Hey. When we place a gun here, if you are not trained on how to use it, it's a useless instrument. Am I right? But for somebody who's trained to use that weapon, when they pick it up, it is something else. Every boxer wears a glove, but the power to punch is not the same. So it's not the glove. Every soccer player wears boots. Right? Hey, if you want, let's take off Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi's boots and give it to some of our people. It's not magic. You are not going anybody say, but you let's give it to me and put me on the field. I cannot do it. So it's not the boot. It is the person wearing that boot. Who is your master? I see many pastors here. There are some of you who came today, you think, oh, there's a certain church in this corner. They've been disturbing me. I so you let me just come and see what's up. You don't know. After five years, you become a pastor here. Because as you come, you'll be eating the words once more. Every day you are eating something. You are getting filled. You are getting filled. You get to a place you realize, I cannot move without yielding to the Spirit of God. I cannot do anything without allowing Him. I say, be. Be my keyboardist. Be my drummer. Be the one that will lead me. Be the one that will, will, will train me and present me to the world. Be the one who, who, who is, is, is manipulating and doing all sorts of things in my life. There are some people, their beloved have a say in their lives more than God. There are some people, their friends have a say in their life. Me, I keep telling the church, one of the things that I don't like is that Sunday you tell me somebody's doing naming ceremony? Are you the preacher? Did you not go Saturday? 
Sunday you leave your church and go to another church. I tell them, if they are coming here, bring them. But you, I'll not let you go. Yeah. But why are you going? Why are you going to go? And usually they won't even sit down and listen to anything. They'll be running around. We need to put together the ice chest, the coolers, and the, and the food. And this one, she's my friend. My friend, sit down and listen to the word of God. Where are you going? You go and listen to some message and now you come and be disturbing us. That a certain pastor says something. Uh, pastor, what do you think? Share. My friend. Yeah. You go to funeral. Sunday, you want to follow them to the church. And then after church, you go home too. So you know what? You come here. When we close, you can go to the house. Are you the one bearing the, 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 the person? Being led makes you planted. A tree that keeps moving from place to place can never grow. When you are led, you are planted. You don't, don't visit church. Be planted in a church. That's the only way you can grow. Other than that, you'll be hopping and hopping and hopping. And you realize that, you see, there are people who come to church, give their tithes and offerings, and they'll be prospering. But because you are not planted, you, you, you give today, you give next year, or you give in six months, and you say, uh, me, I'm giving, I, I don't, you haven't given. You are just tipping God. You give God tips. We give, yeah, people do that. When we come to you, I want to give God coins. Yeah, I, thought, I, I, was, I was preaching when I told them, stop giving your children one dollar for offering because you are teaching them that God deserves the least of what you have so we look at and it's our cultural thing the, 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 the mother and the father will give maybe 10 Ghana cities they look at the teenager Obama 5 they look at the 2 year old you give one what are you teaching them what are we teaching them now when you are planted anything is okay for God God cry, he doesn't need anything now, some of us will go to heaven and do galamse because the road is all good. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, Bishop, we'll see them. We'll see them. We'll remind them. The way they like. Hey, we need galamse in heaven. Hey, what a shock. Because guess what? They are not planted. You see, in the Jesus Christ Evangelistic Ministry International, because one of the leaders was a suspect, he sold out his master. He's the only one who didn't call Jesus Rabbi. He was there. But he, he, Jesus wasn't his teacher. See, John proclaim that he is the one whom Christ loved. Who? What do you proclaim? I'm pastor's best friend. Or me, I call pastor, if there's no trouble, uh, pastor, now nah, he's okay, dada. Pastor, is fine. He's a nice young man. He has a beautiful wife. He has beautiful children. My pastor is fine. My pastor is fine. Pray for him. Because the task is heavy. 
and be planted oh. make it your home you know what that does for you if it's your home you clean it if it's your home you make sure that things are in order you're not waiting for protocol team before you before you, you like you come to church you drink water you leave the bottle for who to pick up will you do that in your house Hey, some of my you are living for who? If you are not planted, you cannot be blessed. Because if you are having a party, you clean your house. Sometimes here, Christmas we paint. It's brunya. Funeral come, we paint. But you don't want the house of God to be painted. Come, say, Pastor. Why is the outside not painted? I'll give five buckets of paint. Because it's my home. I'm planted here. I want to enjoy. You see, some people, eh, their houses are nicer than the house of God. Meanwhile, your house, what is it doing for you? You just sleep there and wake up. What else? Be planted and help build. Because, look, where I'm coming from, there are churches that are 150 years and the buildings are still standing whoever gave seed to build that thing if they're in heaven they're still reaping the benefit of it so don't just come to say that's for church there some way hey oh yeah why do we need all of this but you want the flask in your house you want your house to be nicer than the house of god you and god who is more important if you die and go, what are we doing with your house? Some people will just come and destroy it. And they'll do chimpe. Hey, you take this one room. You to take this one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Being planted makes your life beautiful. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel. When you are planted in the house of God, you flourish. Your life becomes a blessing. Some of us, if there's a Sunday we don't go to church, we are not comfortable. That should be your lifestyle. Now when you wake up, no matter how tired you are, find your way. Because when you enter here, the atmosphere will transform you. You're home sleeping for what? The whole week you couldn't sleep. Is it Sunday you want to sleep and you think that missing check three hours and you'll be rested enough? Who can sleep three hours and be rested? Yeah. Sometimes I look at someone like the church and I say, me, I make more money than you. My wife and I, were the highest givers in the church. And you're telling me, you're, you're chasing small dollars, you're telling me you won't come to church. There are some of them... <coughs> There are some people, some people can pay them out of their salary. And they are the ones who are bluffing. <laughs> I'll come to church. Be planted so that God will bless you. Look, by the, let me share my, let me share this more. By the grace of God, I've sat in places where I'm the only black person, not even the only African. I'm the only black person working there. In meetings, and I'm sitting with, 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 with VPs and all of that. Why should I be scared of them? Nah, they are white people. Huh? And so what? We all bleed red. 
I saw that I pushed the church members. I said, quit doing certain jobs. Aim higher. God did not bring you here for coins. They talk big. You to talk big. Don't be scared. You see Ghanaians, they, they, they are Africans, they are scared of the white people. And this way. For where? You, you carry the spirit of God. The spirit of excellence. Because by you working in a place, there's an impact sometimes you don't see. Joseph was in jail. Jail of all places. When he came out, he saved the economic destiny of Egypt. You think you are, you are, you are nobody in your company? Sometimes your company is breaking it because of you. Because of you. So don't I tell them, don't go to work and think that me this one the company is doing, the company is not doing you a favor. My wife is here this year. My team, I'm the only one who got a raise. I'm the only one who got a raise. I sometimes when they come to me, hey, you you you're smart, you can do this. Sometimes the work, the thing we do, and then we go and sleep, sir. Because I work from home, I work remotely. I, I can work. I'm tired. I'm tired. Hey, let's go and watch Netflix. The company is not for us. Joseph out of jail because even in jail he was still planted in God. He came out and saved an entire generation. If it wasn't for Joseph, they wouldn't have found themselves in Egypt. There was famine in the land. There was nowhere to go. Nowhere to get food. It means that without Joseph, his father would have died. The brethren would have died. That whole and they would be wiped out, out of hunger. But he came out of jail. But you see, when you are planted, you never lack ideas. So straight from jail, he became the economic advisor to the president. You are here looking for political position. Seek the spirit. What is happening in Ghana today in the world? Let me not even say Ghana. In the world, mortal men cannot solve it. Today is believed that the U.S. is going through a recession. And they, they, they have refused to declare that we're in a recession because in a few days we're having a midterm election. And one party is scared because if they declare recession, <laughs> the good president will suffer. Yeah. Because what is happening around the world? It's not just Ghana. No, the dollar is 14. We, things have doubled in price. Things have literally doubled in price in America. But the American is not, doesn't have time to whine. We're going to sit on here. These days, the petrol is tang Ghana. They don't care. Can I show you a secret? When things get hard, build yourself harder. Increase in capacity. One time I had a vision, Bishop. And the Lord showed me that I was in a plane and there was turbulence. And while the thing was going on, suddenly I saw the aircraft change altitude and go higher above the cloud. And the Lord made me understand that when certain things are going on in your life, go higher. Change your spiritual altitude. If you are planted, be even committed to the more. If you clean, add something else to it. 
add something else to it. When Bishop is done preaching, I want to clean the, the pulpit. Don't worry, I know what I'm getting from it. I want to come early and make sure the sound is okay. Go the extra mile for God and he will never fail you. Huh. The blessing of being planted, it goes beyond you. Your children will enjoy that blessing. Your grandchildren will enjoy that blessing. My children have never had to carry water on their head. To go and brew water in somebody's house, come home, put it in a bucket and take a shower. They've never had to do that. Because of the blessing of my obedience to what God asked me to do. So they were already born in an environment where potholes makes the news. If you are not planted, Oh yeah, I'm from potholes makes the news. Like downtown, there was a pothole, and they took through. Like they, they, it was in the news, so the, the 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 city guys had to respond. They went and took, and people were complaining. They, this small pothole it popped somebody's tire, and another person's tire. So because they have the, they, they, they can sue the city. My tire apply. If you are born in a certain place, eh? Share. Yesterday I went somewhere, Bishop. I was sitting at the red light with my brother. And I was asking him, the lights like I say, the, the, the cover no. It's a red, gold, green, they are all brown. <laughs> so I was asking him, how do we even know? He said, Oh, you know what? When we see that the other guys have stopped, it means it's time for us to go. So I asked him, I said, who is responsible for traffic lights here? He said, we cry, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Bishop, I will see. My brother was just telling me, I will see interchange. Just I will see junction. Apparently the traffic light has been off for a couple of weeks. So every day somebody has to come and, how? <laughs> like by, my, like my, by, by now my children know what Doomsaw is. If I didn't obey God, <laughs> no, I'm not saying that if you are born here, there's something wrong. I'm just saying that for me, for what God spoke to me, for what God spoke to me, I probably would not have been able to do certain things. Now, when I make a salary, I go visa. A visa? Me, I'd never gone for an interview. I'd never applied for any visa before. So be planted and obey God, though. It will bless your life. It will open doors to you. So they, I don't think there's anywhere Bishop will go and they will bounce him. How? For them, it's even a blessing that Bishop is coming to your country. Look at you, you're surprised because you're thinking, hey, ask me, I need America badly. I, I, need, I need to go to London. I need to make some pounds. If you are planted, you don't worry about those things. When it's time, God will open the door. When it's time. I was telling Bishop, you come. If you spend two months, we will we'll we'll allow you to bless the people from place to place. Anywhere he wants to go, we will take him there to go and bless them. 
Preaching Bible Church, we have 22 churches in the U.S. <laughs> 22. We have churches in Europe. This morning, a friend of mine relocated to one of the countries. And he called me and said, oh, I, I, I'm trying to go to church. And I found Victory Bible Church. No, I texted my presiding bishop. I said, bishop, I have this and that. Somebody's trying to go to our church here. Then, I, then they, they gave me the, the, the pastor's number. Then I, I did a quick connection. If you're not planted, how can somebody help you? Do you know how many people church helps to travel? And then when they go and come and they want to show some way. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.